Welcome to the Chick Monks Podcast, where we explore contemplative Christianity from a feminine perspective. I'm your host, Heather Lawrence. Let's get to it. Hi, Chick Monks. Did you miss me? Today, I have a sermon for you from the first Sunday of Advent, which was about two weeks ago, so that makes me a little late, but I wanted to get this to you during Advent because I think the themes are really helpful um, in this season of preparation for Christmas. And I just up front want to say that my relationship with Christmas is different every year. You can hear old episodes where I've kind of processed my relationship with Christmas. And I just want to normalize that. Like, it's a weird time of year. Everything is constantly changing. If you're on this podcast listening, chances are your faith has probably been changing a lot too. And I want you to know it's okay if you don't know what any of this means to you or for you. My goal with my homilies really is usually to demystify these teachings of Jesus Christ. Um, And by demystify, I mean maybe make them a little bit more accessible to those of us who have been taught that we have to hold a particular set of beliefs or orientation toward who Jesus is in order to receive anything from him. But this homily is based on a short portion of Jesus's teaching that I think has been misused in a lot of ways um, in some of the more conservative and fundamentalist contexts that I have experienced. So um, if you're in the market for a different interpretation of some of the end of the world, second coming of Christ passages that we hear around this time of year, um, because that is part of the Advent tradition, is that we also anticipate the second coming of Christ. Um, I give a little bit of a different perspective here. So I hope um, if that's been a difficult doctrine for you in the past, I hope that this message can bring hope and joy and peace and love um, because that's the spirit we're working with here. So I invite you to take a deep breath in and out. And hear the gospel reading for this homily from Matthew 24. Jesus said to the disciples, but about that day and hour, no one knows. Neither the angels of heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. For as the days of Noah were, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. For as in those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark and they knew nothing until the flood came and swept them all away. So too will be the coming of the Son of Man. Then two will be in the field. One will be taken and one will be left. Two women will be grinding meal together. One will be taken and one will be left. Keep awake, therefore, for you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. But understand this. If the owner of the house had known in what part of the night the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and wouldn't have let his house be broken into. 
Therefore, you also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. So, as I said in my introduction, this passage marks the beginning of a new liturgical year. The church year has, for a very long time, been broken down into larger liturgical seasons, and Advent is the first. So Advent begins a new religious year with a season of hope and of longing and anticipation as we prepare for Christ's arrival. And as you heard in the introduction and in this reading, Advent also reminds us of our longing for the second coming of Christ. So happy new year. It's the end of the world. Just kidding, but also it kind of does feel like the end of the world most of the time, doesn't it? But how is this end times passage a message of hope? How is this supposed to restore our hope and joy in the coming of God? Well, since Jesus was Jewish, teaching Hebrew scriptures, he might also be incorporating some of the Jewish end times teachings or, bonus term, for the religious nerds listening, eschatology, which just means end times theology. So Jewish eschatology predicted the coming of this Messiah, the Son of Man, who would usher in the beginning of a new age, a new age of justice and peace and love. When Jesus teaches about the end times, in a way, It's nothing he hasn't already been teaching all throughout his ministry. He teaches that the reign of God is here, is already here, and that the reign of God is coming. He's constantly teaching this reign of God or kingdom of God or kingdom of heaven, teaching how it flips our worlds upside down, how it changes everything we value, how it reprioritizes our lives. This passage we heard today comes from the end of the book of Matthew, where he has been teaching this over and over again, teaching that the reign of God is here, present, now, among us, whenever we sow love into this world of greed and suffering. And the reign of God is on its way. It obviously isn't all the way fulfilled yet, is it? Look around. We may not all imagine the same thing when we dream of a world where love reigns, but when we see the decline of our oceans and waterways, or the insidious racism and sexism built into the structures of our society, when we see the Amazon rainforest cut down and Amazon packaging building up in our garbage bins, where body autonomy only belongs to a very small subset of people and the rest hope for sympathetic politicians to support them. In a world where it seems like the more evil I become aware of, the more evil I see even beyond it and underneath it. Well, it seems like we're a far cry from the reign of God that we pray for together every Sunday when we pray the Lord's Prayer. Your kingdom come. And this is where faith, where religion becomes a practice. We pray these prayers to practice. 
We practice being courageous enough to imagine what the world would be like if love were the top priority. And we pray and we long for this new world enough to work to make it happen in some very big and some very small ways. This tension where we pray for it, we long for it, we know it's coming, but it's not here yet. This already not yet tension is the paradox of end times theology. The paradox is this. We believe Jesus' words that the realm of God is within us. It is already present with us now, and it is always working in our hearts. That Christ's love shines in us and through us as we connect with one another in our most vulnerable and our most mundane moments. While we believe all of that, we believe also that this realm of God, this reign of love, is yet to be realized in a way that fuels our longing for a better world. Advent, the season, is about nurturing that longing as preparation for Christ's arrival. We wait by stirring our desire for the reign of love in all people and on the whole planet. We wait with anticipation. Jesus' teaching here is to anticipate, to keep watch, to stay awake, be participating in the work of the new world. Live the moment you long for, and you will be ready when it comes. Live your life according to love and expect to find more of it. In anticipation of the reign of love, we practice love because loving can be hard. But as we get more comfortable in it, we begin to move through life looking out for opportunities to love. And as we grow, we learn the ways that we get in our own way of love. We learn the lies we tell ourselves instead of receiving and giving love. And we allow God and one another to heal them. We let God teach us to love ourselves until we believe that we are loved. We discover the counterfeits we've accepted in the place of love. We learn that success or freedom, or power, or wealth, or someone else's approval can never satisfy us in the way that we need because what we need is the confidence that we are truly, deeply loved. So we practice. We practice loving, and as we do, we are transformed into love, and transformed people transform their worlds into love. Each of us in our own domains, in each of the micro decisions that make up our lives. We each have a responsibility to do all that we can to sow seeds of love along our paths. In practicing love, we are planting the seeds of God's reign. We are living in anticipation of a new way, and as we anticipate it, we become it. With every connection of love, with every shared moment of grief or sorrow or fear, with every shared song and every shared prayer, we breathe life into the body of Christ 
as we remember our interconnectedness. Perhaps Christ's coming again is fulfilled every time we choose connection, every time we add our footprints to the well-worn path of love, every time we allow ourselves the space to long for a better way. And perhaps to stay alert means to start by looking out for ways to love each other. So this Advent, whatever that means to you, this season anticipating Christmas, holidays, celebration, anticipating the solstice, anticipating the darkest night of the year, as we prepare, we practice the reign of love. We fan the flame of hope in one another. And we shine brightly into a weary world. Amen. Um.